Competition, a podcast that has covered the best of all time. I'm Nick Carey, alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena. We discuss various pop culture topics and air it down to truly the best of all time. I fucking... Why do we do this in live together? I don't know. It's I, the worst idea we've ever had. I didn't even look at you when I said that I because did. I can't look you in the eye and say the thing that we always say because yeah, it sounds so, so fake when you do it. It It's fine if we're not in the same room because it's like, oh, this is work. Yeah. This but, is part of the job. Like, you just have to... It's like opening the meeting up. It's like, hey, yeah. first point of business. But when I'm with you, I have to then see you see me do the thing. Yeah. And now I'm like, you think I'm a phony fake. Also, I just... I do think you're a fake, first of all. <laughs> yeah, yes. first and foremost. But also, like, it's so wild because I don't know what you do while we record because I can only see you from the shoulders up. Yeah. And now I'm, like, super hyper-conscious. Like, what do I do? I, where do my I, hands go? Where do my I, hands yeah. go? Like... Because also, I don't want to, like, cross my arms because then that feels like I'm giving off, like, a yeah. bad energy. Are you, are you mad at me? Yes. Though so it's like, I don't want to give you that, but at the same time, I'm like, well, what do I... put? It, can't put my hands down my pants. That's probably where they are. Yeah, I was thinking... Just as, like, a like, standard, like, I don't know. I'm a young... I'm a still a little boy where it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. If I don't know... If you don't know... If I don't know what to do with my hands, it's putting down my pants. Yeah, touching and leaving. I don't know. That's... I, I'm sorry. It's a safety blanket. So is it more natural if I put my hands behind my head? I don't know. And I, just up like this? I guess it's a little more natural, but it also feels... Does this feel good? I don't know. It doesn't feel, feel good for it feels you. Feels like staged in a way. Is it feels it, like we're it, doing a, like I, the flexing is not necessary. I don't this need feels, that. This feels important to do. Yeah, it's a dominance display. This is. I mean, well, no, I'll just do. I think. Where, I, where I, I think my house, Vin by Diesel, the way. Yeah, I think Vin Diesel, for the most part, as we just watched Fast Nine, you see him cross his arms a lot, and I think it's to do that thing that like you learn as like a child of how to make your muscles look bigger. Like, if you want to, like, pump up your bicep, you can, you know, you push your, you push your hand under your bicep to make it look like you're a big beefy boy. Exactly. And I think, I think Vin does that, but with, but, like, for, like, just, like, the standard posing. Because, like, as we've talked about already, Vin is apparently the least, like, professional on set. Like, he's the worst one. Like, he's never ready. Is like not in shape by the time the movie needs to be. Everyone else is like, all right, well, been working out for a while. And Vin's like, oh, shit, I should probably get on that. Yeah, I don't understand why. He is the executive producer of him now, too. At least one of them. So yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. taking a, oh, man, he's created a machine that has to have him involved in it. Otherwise, it goes under and it can only exist because of him. It's yeah. like the most t- snake eating its own tail Ouroboros ever. It's And I think especially with Paul Walker being gone, not that... Not that I think Paul could have stopped it, mm-hmm. but I think that maybe he was the last thing holding Vin back. Because I think Vin really does feel like, because of how it all came together, that like it was really just the two of them. Which is insane, because there's many other people. But for him, it's like, no, it was me and Paul, and now Paul's gone. It's only me. I am the driving vision. It is truly... Actually, now I'm thinking about it. It's very George Lucas. How close do we are, are we to a world where Vin Diesel actually starts writing his own Fast and the Furious movie? I don't do I. I think we're already there. I think this man goes. We you saw Fast Nine today. <laughs> yeah, we just watched. And there Fast are moments. Nine. There are moments that are so unnecessary, and all they do is highlight Vin Diesel in a way that you're like, I don't think this needs to be here. This feels like Vin asking for and receiving 
in getting what Dude, he wants. It's so fucking wild, too, because we get all this exposition in Fast 9 about Vin Diesel's character. So we're going back into the Toretto yeah. life. We get the whole history of the Toretto family. No. When, first of all, no one asked for that. Nope. And then the one question we all wanted the answer to, how did uh, Han come back? What's his name, Han? Yeah, it's Han, yeah. yeah. How did Han come back from the dead? They just fucking... Don't explain that, do they? Yep. Yeah, yeah. You're like... That's going to cut into the Vin Diesel being a god figure. Yeah. Reliving his whole life and being able to now see his whole life from different vantage points that he would not have had been able to. And being like, oh, I do see that my dad's car engine was bad. Oh, Jacob's not so bad after all. <laughs> this man that he violently hates and has decided to disown from the family and not talk about. All it takes is like one near-death experience to learn, and his brother being like, I didn't kill, I didn't try to kill our dad, and he's like, you're a pretty cool guy, huh? You are a Toretto. You are a Toretto after all. The worst thing you can do to Toretto is take away his family. The fucking wild thing about that, too, is he instantly takes Jacob back into his life when it's like, that. I, that's not how deep-seated family trauma works nope. at all. You can tell the people who wrote this or watched it, like, they had some privilege growing up. Yeah. This, no. is, a, this you, is a movie about struggling people written by people who have privilege. They're like, this, no. is, this must be what it's like to be poor and angry at your family. Yeah, no, you just come... All it takes is like a quick a quick little life-saving moment. You're, like, you're back in where it's like, no, because I still have to talk to you about a lot of stuff. Yeah, and then Jacob's just like back in the family, and it's like, why, why Jacob... They kicked you out on a merely an assumption that they made they had no evidence for. Just kind of a gut feeling. And then you're just like, oh, cool, I'm back. I'm back in the Toretto family. But also what's wild in that situation is that Jacob had the... At, at one point, Jacob, his whole stance of like why he didn't tell him that he didn't kill their father, even though that's all the energy that Dom's character brings when he sees him out of prison. He's like, you fucking killed our dad. He at no point thought to be like, Maybe I should tell him I didn't kill our dad right now, and that yeah. dad was trying to throw the race. Or not even that. Just like at no point, you don't even have to bring up he's keeping the secret from his uh, his dad's secret from his son. That's fine. But at no point do you have to bring that up. You can just say, "Yo, dog, I didn't do it." Yeah, like, it's your brother. Why would I kill my own? At least make him explain to you little more details <laughs> about why you think that. Because if you if something tragic happened to your cat, for instance. Yeah. I don't want to, like, put a curse on anyone we're living with that feels like that something bad will happen, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, weird you there, do about that, There's Nick. a weird energy, I feel, surrounding the Fast franchise, and I don't want to anger those gods. The no. Ones that may, there's got to be some blood ritual keeping this series going, and I don't want any part of that coming for me. They used to say it was just the diverse casting of the film, but we now know going... Now we're like, no, there's a curse here. Oh, yeah, for sure. But if I, like... If your if your cat died under mysterious circumstances and I happen to have been around loosely at the time. Yeah. And then you beat the janitor's face in with a wrench, <laughs> come back afterwards to then be like, I know you killed my cat. And I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> that would be it. I'd be like, oh my bad. You're uh, my best friend. Or why if would you do that? Or if once I say I didn't and you're just like, no, but I think you did because of this, this, and this, I'd be like, well, no. Here's what I was doing. Yeah. Oh, all right, man. Well, do you still want to race? Because, <laughs> I mean, we're here and people want this race to happen. This this episode only works if you've seen Fast 9. No, we're not talking about that. We're just talking about Fast 9 for this whole episode. We'll pick a winner at the end. Yeah. So, well, tell them, well, at least who is, I, I would like to know who is in the final four. Uh, Roman Pierce, uh, Luke Hobbs, 
Cypher and Tej are all uh, out of play. Oh, okay, also, let's talk about Cypher, okay? She's in her glass punishment box for the majority of this film, and then she's just not. Like, did, she cut a deal with uh, the, the Yoda boy. They make, dude, they do a Star Wars analogy in this movie, like, dead on. It's not like a subtle Star Wars analogy. They're straight up just talking yeah. about Star Wars for, I'm not shitting you, three minutes. Like, in a way that if and it the were. the guy who starts it, by the end of it, you can tell he's never watched Star Wars. And it's like, Doc? Yeah. Weird, weird analogy to use when you haven't seen the films. It's, yeah, it's very much like if I were, like, I'm trying to think of, a, like, a, a franchise. Like, oh, I know nothing about Star Trek. So I was like, yeah, man, I'm like uh, Picard. I'm like the bald guy. And you're like, no, you're more like Spock. And you're like, who's Spock? I'm like, what the fuck? Well, then why did you start bringing up another character <laughs> from the thing and also, if you only knew one? He only knows the one. She's, so, she's like, no, you're not Luke Skywalker. You're more like Yoda. And he's like, who's Yoda? It's like, motherfucker. Very iconic. Her, like, plays a big part in the Luke Skywalker part of all this, dude. That's the one you don't know. She didn't pull like a deep cut. God. <laughs> um. But yes, no. Cipher does immediately. She what? I mean, that's what she's great at. She's not just a computer hacker, Cody. She's a mind hacker. She hacks into your brain. And she she, she, she okay. Neurolingually programmed this dude to be like, hey. You know how I have currently the best spy in the world in John Cena? Number one, ace, like, first-round Hall of Famer yep. spy. And he is the... And, they like, they say the reason why Cypher and him haven't... Like, they do... They bend over backwards to explain why, in all of these movies, we have not heard about Dominic Toretto's brother. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like... And it's definitely not because they just made him up for the right. movie. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 it's not that at all. It's because Cypher couldn't hire him because he's actually the competition. But she is like, I probably should have hired you. Because he's the best. You're like the best. Like, it's weird that I didn't call you considering you are the greatest at this comparatively. And also the only other person who's as good as you is your brother. Do you remember the show Pickup Artist? Yeah. Let's do that show except I want Cypher, the character <laughs> as the pickup artist. To explain how to hit Just up. teaching these dudes how to get chicks and also how to hack into the bank. The reality is in the Fast and Furious universe, you have to know so many things. You at a moment's notice need to be a pilot, a stunt driver, skilled uh, computer scientist, mm -hmm. and if you have any knowledge of magnets, it's going to play in okay. pretty big. But also, there is a character, I can't remember who it was, they, they have a scene where she's like, they're like, you need to drive this truck. And she's like, I'm on me, honest with you, I don't know how to drive. I grew up in London, you know, I just use the bus. I don't fucking know how to drive. Yeah. And they're like, well, if it's not you, then it's nobody. So she gets in to this truck that is a stick shift. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stick shift delivery truck and just is tearing ass around London. Yeah, holding her own with, once again, the greatest spy of our time, John <laughs> Cena, who also, once again, is not the greatest spy of our time because... All he would have to do is commit two different crimes, and cops would be like, yeah, weird that that giant, massive boulder of a human being was at these two crimes. Do we think it's probably him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's, John Cena cannot, even if he's not John Cena, I'm saying, if you saw a man of that size, you would recognize him forever. Yeah, you like, mean, if you that's worked, a large man. If you worked at a place, if you were a, if you were a barista, 
and you worked at a coffee shop. That dude comes in the first day, orders like a black coffee. When he comes in two years later, you're like, oh, you want a black coffee? Because that's the thing you got the last time you were here. And it's like, how do you know who I am? Because you're the you're one of only like four dudes who looks like that. In the he's huge. in the world. I my barista has never known my order because I'm five eleven with brown hair and brown eyes. And I'm just, and I'm a standard, like, average white dude. Yeah, white this, dude with a beard. Yeah. Like, oh, there is nothing special about me. There's no way they would know. But John Cena walks into anywhere and asks for something. You will never forget what that man also, wants. The so I don't know how he's a spy. And we're all just like, yeah, no, that makes sense. The scene where they're all trying to be incognito and they're trying to find him when they're... He's robbing that vault underground yeah. or whatever. And they're like, don't worry, be incognito. And you got that one girl sitting on a computer... Just out, eat, drinking a latte or whatever, and then Ludacris, Tej, and whatever is Roman roll up yeah. in like a four hundred thousand dollar car, and I'm like, how the fuck are you incognito? Yeah. Do, like, we, do we forget the term here? Like, and I keep bringing up the fact that they say spy because that's the term that they really like to they use. They like now. to use spy. They yeah. like to be clear that it's not just that they're like mercenaries, which is more accurate to what they are. But they're like, no. Don, like Vin, or uh, John Cena specifically is like, man, this spy world's my world. You don't know, but you weren't born in the spy. You you only merely adopted the spy world. I was born into I it, was, even though I'm your brother, and I've got we were born into the same yeah. world. And it's once again so weird that no one brought up to you at any point the other cool shit I was doing to maybe check in. If I was the biggest spy in the world, Cody, if you became or maybe are the greatest spy in the world. And they knew who you were. The the fact that they don't ever at any point in a franchise maybe ask, Hey, where's your brother? Hey, your brother's committing a lot of crimes. I know it seems unrelated to the thing we're doing, but if you have any information, it'd be really cool if you could help us. <laughs> yeah, he's... Figure out. Because also, Dominic does know how to easily find his brother. He goes to the only other father figure in their life, and he's like... I know you know where Miss. Jacob is. And he's like, London. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly dead. He Hands him a beer. He's like, man, he's in London, but you shouldn't go find him. It's only, you're only going to hurt yourself. And it's like, Jacob's also then not a good spy. If he, also, if, if it's that easy, if he just tells his papa, hey, 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 what are you up to this weekend? I don't know. I got to go steal some, some uh, Nerf ball over in, in, uh, in London. But afterwards, I don't, I don't know. Weekends okay. open it up. He's also, he's the world's greatest spy. He is a, more of a mercenary. He works for no one or whoever will pay him the most. Yeah. If you really want to get this guy, he doesn't seem like he's that hard to contact because if he just works for whoever, just say like, hey, we'll pay you a million dollars. And then when he shows up, just say, gotcha, bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I don't get... You, they, why didn't they kill him when they had the chance? There's so many scenes in this movie where they could just put a bullet in anyone and it's, it's over. Pacifism, man. I think the movie... Until it doesn't want to be pacifists. They are like, Yeah, no. they're like, oh, they don't kill anyone when they should. But then there's this one dude who's wearing a parachute for no reason, and they literally stick a bomb to his chest yeah. and throw him out the back of a car so he explodes, unnecessarily <laughs> destroying him. <laughs> so it's, they sugar pick all these times to like brutally murder some people that probably don't deserve it. Right. And then the people who do deserve it, they don't. They're like, nah, why would I? These people have only been a thorn in our side for a year. Cypher at this point has actually lost dozens of men to the Toretto family. She should have an order that it's on site. Yeah, on site. It is a, it is, I, I want the scalp. Like, it's no longer, hey, 
I would have preferred to have taken him alive, but I like to do my little evil villain dance around them and like and being able to like look him in the face before I shot him. But you know what? I don't think I'm gonna get that. So if you just see them, to drop them, murder them, and bring me the head, and I'll put it on my pike. You know? Yeah. Like. And I, the same for the Toretto and them. This girl's like, they got this mach- this item that is going to hack into all the computer system, weapon systems in the world and basically take over the world. And you ain't just busting when you see them on site. Yeah. Start shooting, dog. That- it's the most important thing to you to make sure no one takes it I from you. I love John Cena, and I don't want to lose him, but I'll take him down if it means we save the entire world. Right, yeah. Instead, And maybe I just have to live with... You don't, you clearly admit, they make a point to be like, Dominic does not care about his brother, and that's why he's never brought him up, because he's dead to him, and would kill him if necessary. And when the time comes to be like, I should probably kill this dude. Can't do it. Can't do it. And it's not out of, like, loyalty or anything. He just, I don't like shooting people. I don't know. It's (laughs) insane. What? Okay. So once again, Cody, this morning we watched Fast Night. Yes, it was... A fucking action-packed thrill ride. We were very hungover for it, so it was something. It was a weird state. We were it was in. a. Weird, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't. As much as you like, want to be hyped up over the just audacity. Yeah. Of yeah. it. Yeah. Our bodies couldn't. Yeah, I get no adrenaline. I slept on the bathroom floor for the majority of the night. I did not have the energy or the adrenaline pumping through my body that I should have. Necessary, but okay. Tell me. Let's go for the sake of the bracket. Yes. Of these characters in this movie. Just in this one. And I'm not saying this is the only thing we'll base it off of. Yeah, yeah. Out of the people that we have, Cypher, Roman, and Tej are the only ones that are in this movie. Well, I do believe the spirit of Luke Hobbs lives with everybody. Yeah, it's in our hearts for Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, Uh, out of this movie... Who gave you the most? I think Roman was the one I got the most from. Tej... Tej sucks. He like... It's like Ludacris trying to be funny though. It's like they wrote... It's, it, I think what's unfortunate is, I will say, over in other movies, uh, it feels like Tej was a little bit better written, but his whole point was to clown on Roman, and, like, they stop letting him, because now Roman, because he's playing the part, the avatar for the audience now, because you are now Roman. Yeah, it feels bad when they just rip on him the they whole They can't rip him too hard, because you're like, but he, he's, he's right. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's me, and I don't want to be made fun of. By Ludacris. Actually, I do. I would love that. Yeah. At any point, Ludacris, if you ever if you ever find me in these streets. Also, Ludacris didn't really do much this movie. He's he's there. He's always there, but like actively participating is not what he does. Outside of being able to very quickly assess as they're about to go through a minefield, how fast they need to drive. <laughs> very. He's just like I don't know, man. Ah, uh, 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 assuming assuming that these mines. Because he, he has so much knowledge about mines. Once again, <laughs> he was running a chop shop in Miami the first time we met him. He was, knows mines. He knows computers. And also, the dude's got hands. He fist fights four dudes with knives in the back of a van and wins. And yeah. it's like, Luda, I I watched Stand Up. I've seen, like, Move Bitch. I've seen your music videos. Yeah. I didn't know you had it like that, though. It's What's a problem is that they don't play Luda's songs while Luda's beating the shit out is, of people. That seems like a missed crossover opportunity because this is really the only franchise Ludacris is a part of. You think he would double dip and get his music in there. So there is... So I think it's in Fast... No, it is in Too Fast, Too Furious that they are playing a Ludacris song in front of Ludacris. And he... I mean, obviously, it's not like he says, like, yo, put on that Luda joint. Yeah, put on... That would have been... 
Too Sweet. Good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. This is back when the franchise took itself a little seriously. It was like, no, we're making fast car movies. That's it. There's just one criminal. Nothing weird. We can't do jokes like that. Well, the, the people will drop their monocles while they're watching this movie. <laughs> no one will take this franchise seriously. Yo, yo, yo. I do this completely off topic, but I did legitimately. There was some weird feeling I had. It was confusion. I was scared, maybe a little trepid, when Dame Helen Mirren did show up in this film. So, <laughs> I see. She's just casually driving a Lamborghini backwards, like weaving through traffic, talking about stealing a necklace. And it's like, girl, you're knighted. The one, the one thing that I, I think this franchise does better than anything, or the rule that they understand, is if it's unexplainable, don't explain it. Yeah. Like, just don't. Don't, unless you, although, I do want the the spin-off prequel of whoever the Helen Mirren character is. I think they call her Queenie. Yeah. I want that, the, like, spin-off where it's, like, we do get the background on why and how she became this, like, Crime. mafioso. Yeah. Mafiosa. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't want them to cast a younger woman to play Helen I just Mirren. I want her playing. I want Helen Mirren to play 20-year-old Helen Mirren and I don't want them to do any like CGI aging bullshit. Just, no. Just continue with this idea of like everyone around her though is 20 and she is like yeah like me and my fellow youths here. <laughs> yeah with her skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> and like okay that's the movie I want. They really don't explain stuff that should be explained because at one point Vin Diesel gets arrested by Interpol and he's in the back of the police van and then they all take off their helmets and it's just Cardi B and a bunch of like ballerina women. Yep. And he doesn't get arrested by yeah. Interpol, I guess. And I don't like, know. You're like, what and you're like, wait, how did he notice? Like, once again, this idea that this man thinks through anything. <laughs> like, this idea that he's some grand chess master is, I think, the greatest con that they're pulling on you. Because he multiple times will like tell you. He's like, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Everything else doesn't matter. That's his whole ethos. Is that it's in the moment. I make plans. I I ramp off a cliff, and I hope that this rope is gonna latch into my wheel well and be <laughs> what swings me all the way into another country, literally, because they're on the border. And as long as we get across this this border, they stop shooting. Bullets can't travel across the border. We the, learned that. This the rules. It's the rules. And so, but like to say that this dude was like. You know, I'm gonna go talk to Queenie, and but I bet you she's gonna double cross me and send me to my brother. So I should make sure that, that Cardi B is on deck. I call that weird Russian household of like murder ballerinas from the <laughs> from Fast Eight, which no one we haven't used or talked or like Fast Seven or Six, which we have not talked about since and have made no allusions to why we went there in the first place. I'm gonna call them up. <laughs> But then, but to Cody's point, when it happens, they don't explain like, yeah, remember these are the murder yeah, ballerinas? Yeah, I literally had to have Nick explain it to me because I was flabbergasted at, like, I don't watch this movie at all, but I'm definitely yeah. not watching it for the coherent plot, but this is such a glaring plot hole that I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, And it's like, it feels weird to say like, well, you just don't understand the deep lore. <laughs> yeah, right? Because this is a movie that will spoon feed you every detail except for like the five. The ones you want. Yeah, there's like five details. You're like, you should really explain that. And they're like, nah, man, you have you have been 
in this shit Since from the beginning <laughs> and know it. And it's like, you mean the one scene from the Russia murder ballerina is that like, even at the time I was watching it, I was like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then they just came back and you're like, so are we using them more often or are we not? But they using didn't even them? say what they were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking movie, man. Uh, fucking classic wild. five out of five would watch it again. Would, <laughs> always, only ever. But yeah, I, in this movie, I agree. I think Roman kind of takes the cake. Like his, the meta-ness of it. Although I'm worried that when Fast 10 comes around, that they're gonna, he's gonna like be too meta. I'm excited for that though. I think that's good. Do you want to go I want to take Cypher out of this because Cypher's in the movie a decent amount, but she is so, such a caricature of an evil woman that there's nothing actually there to enjoy. Once again, though, you know that one scene when she's in the glass. Every she's the in glass her, box it, it, with the, John Cena. The glass punishment box. And she's actually acting. She's making micro moves with her face to really emphasize the specific things that she wants to convey. It is the only acting done in, in the, the movie. entire movie. <laughs> yeah. There's this one scene with her, and you just watch it, and it feels so out of place because she is trying to act. She <laughs> and then, wants and then to it just cuts to John Cena's stone face with no emotion, nothing. There's absolutely nothing on it. And then it cuts back to Charlie Stera, just like giving a clinic, by the way. This right. is like if if you had to use this movie for an acting class for some godforsaken reason, that is the one scene you could salvage from it. I want to go to the acting studio where they're like, you know, I um I want you guys to practice some monologues here. Uh let me go into the my let me go into my cabinet. Uh I have uh Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> Fast Nine and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. These are all classics that you can get easily some of the uh, prime acting out of. <laughs> but yeah, you're just like, and it's one of those things too where because in this one, so I mentioned before. Okay, wait. From before, before I want to get off her, this though. Before okay. we get off, Charlize Theron. I know you listen to this show. If I want you to put like a yellow handkerchief in your pocket in Fast Ten, if you're in trouble. Yes. Like, please. You need something. Please. <laughs> let us know. Let us know. Like let the people, we we will let we will get the word out. We yeah. will we will say like, hey, it's obvious she's listens to us. So yellow yeah. yellow handkerchief in your pocket. We will send help. We will get you. We will we will use the murder the murder ballerinas and Cardi B to come get you out of there. Okay, we promise. Cardi no. B, by the way, they edited around that scene so Cardi B. Might be the worst actor in the history of yeah. anything. Yeah. The way they had to edit that scene is literally uncomfortable to watch. And you can tell it's just because of how bad she's acting. And that's a scene with Vin Diesel. Yeah. Vin Diesel is the... You, when, that's not the rock you want to carry you through a scene. When, when, yeah, when you are dependent on Vin Diesel to carry the entirety of that scene, it's like... You know on set they were like, they were really hoping for magic. They're like, well, we've seen her in her music videos and she's super fun and expressive and she's a great character. I'm sh You know what? She's such, she is such a great, wonderful character. What should we cast her as in this? A inner, like a fake murder ballerina? And she just has to be a stone cold, in this thing though, she needs to be like a stone cold government agent. So she's, so she can do none of the fun things that you would expect of her. No, we need her to be serious, but also a murder ballerina. It's yeah. a wild decision. Yeah, like of all the people. No, I was going to stay on Charlize Theron because once again, I mentioned in the first time we meet her, she ha she has blonde dreadlocks. It's a great, it's a decision. Yeah. In this one, she has like a schoolboy bowl cut. cut. Yeah. And that, to me, what I love is that there is something about whatever 
creative control she has over her character, she is exercising to do the shittiest haircuts as I feel like almost like a challenge to herself. <laughs> like she's like, no, I want to set myself behind a little bit. I want to feel uneasy because I'm going to walk, I'm going to dog walk any of these actors in acting. Yeah. So I need to be uncomfortable myself and feel self-conscious to do an okay job or to bring myself down to this movie's level. Oh, yeah. It's she, her, and... Hello, Mirren, guys. You need to get out of there. Yeah. Uh, this is a sinking ship, acting-wise, and you gotta just get out of there. Just run. I don't know what they have on you, but it's... It, we will forgive you as a Yeah, whatever it is, we'll forgive you. Hey, man, we've all said some things about the Jews that we wish we didn't, okay? <laughs> we've all... Hey, and, and we apologize, and we move on, okay? <laughs> Society will forgive you, to be very clear. Jews, I've never said anything bad about you. Yeah, I love yeah, you so much. Really please. love you. Please keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's what it is. Like, that's what it has to At be. At some level of that, yeah. Uh, All right. We, let's just decide who wins. Well, okay. Here's the hardest part. So, in in Roman versus Cypher, it's Roman. Yes. Right? We both agree. It is. Roman's doing a great job overall. I'm going to have to go with Hobbes over Tej. Because Tej sucked. I, yeah. And I do think... I think he be, he's become this ancillary character where... They he makes less and less sense every movie yeah. because of how much skills they've given him. Like well, to the point he's no longer special because he just is like this weird Swiss army knife of a dude who you're like, so wait. What so, do you do? So he's our tech guy, but he's also one of our brawlers. He's like, he just is mid-maxing the entire movie. And so you're like, you don't have any good idea of like, what is his supposed to be? Because yeah. once they added Ramsey, that became the new tech person. So then they're like, well, he can't be tech. That's Ramsey's thing. Well, then what does he do? And you're just, and like, they it's haven't answered. Yeah. Well, it's because they don't know. Well, yeah. He's, no, they don't they, know. They've never They don't him. need him anymore. The The movie, as the franchise has grown beyond him. Yeah. And he just feels like a hanger on now. Right. So yeah. that, that's why we got we to gotta lock in the rock. Hobbs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Roman Pierce versus Hobbs. Now, here's the problem. Hobbs wasn't in this movie. And it severely lacked the rock. You, the whole time you're watching, like, as someone who knows the behind-the-scenes drama of this, and I know, The Rock will never return, I cannot help but have that, like, wrestling fan mentality. It's like, well, never say never. You yeah. only say never so that way when you show up, the pop's bigger. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I am to the point now, though, where I do expect, if The Rock shows up, that it will be to his, like, entrance music. Oh, that'd be Like, you'll be in, like, yeah. a diner, and all of a sudden, you'll just hear... His music kicking. Oh. Because, yes, the whole time you're watching, like, I mean, I know he said he's not going to be in this and he's not going to be in any of them, but, like, Sean Cena's here. Yeah, like, he does. That's his, that's his old pal. His, the lack of The Rock is felt throughout the whole movie. Although, I do feel like, based on the character that he has played, the, they, it, the movie actually is better off not having him because his character is so no-nonsense that he would have gotten there and been in a stare-down with John Cena, Vin Diesel, uh, their characters. And he himself would be like, this is pretty stupid that why was I never tasked to track down this guy? Yeah, right. Like, I think they might have handed him the script and he was like, wait, so I was the best like agent at finding criminals. That was my character. Yeah. And you're going to tell me that my character never once even heard of this guy. This guy. Or if I did hear about him, my character then never brought up to Dominic that your brother, hey, your brother's a legend. Yeah, by the way, he's way cooler than you. I just need to point out, your brother, like, yes, you stole a bank with two Dodge Chargers. 
Your brother stole it with one. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's exactly. way cooler than you. He's just better. Why do you suck more than your brother? Like, I would... My character would have done that because I fucking hate Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have brought... So, like, his presence would actually maybe have made the movie worse because he would have tried to ground it. Yeah. As tough as it is to say, The Rock was the was the was the lead weight that held this hot air balloon to the ground. And once it's he cut free himself now. It's in space now. It's, it's gone. gone, dude. That balloon is not coming back. Fast. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna call it over here on this. I think I think we need to lock in Roman. He is our spirit in the films and I think they're doing a good job with him. He's the only one that I literally he it makes asked, sense. He asked the questions that you would ask. As an audience, he always, the second Han shows up from the dead, and and everyone else is, like, giving him hugs and is, like, dapping him up and, like, man, it's so good to see you. I thought you were dead. It's amazing. He Roman is the only one who goes, like, hey, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, man, you're supposed to be dead. And, like, Roman, just calm down. He's, like, and, like, literally, this is part of the movie. They're, like, Roman, just enjoy that he's here. And he's, like, no. He died. It was a big deal for all of us. We literally have fought in the people. We have tried to arrest and, and or murder the people we thought killed him. So I'm not going to calm down until <laughs> this motherfucker explains why he's not dead and didn't hint, like give us any clues about this <laughs> at all to give us like some idea of like, God, hey. That is the worst. That's probably an eight to ten minute scene of Han explaining how he died. Only back, to then did not, not fucking explain it at all. You get through like, okay, so you got caught up with this. You got caught up with the government thing. And he's just good at making people look dead. They buried him. In the mo- in the in, in the Fast 9 movie, what they show is that his car gets hit and then is flipped over. We see Han in it or something that looks like Han. And then the next thing, there's it no body. Yeah. There's no body. But in Fast 3, they buried him. There is a funeral. So does this imply that Mr. Nobody went and murked some guy who kind of looks like Han? Jesus. To like put him in the casket and be like, all right, there we go. Don't worry about it. Also, you didn't realize this in Tokyo Drift, but Han was harboring an 11-year-old girl. The whole movie. That He has an 11-year-old girl that yeah, you never mentioned. That, I mean, he's friendly with. It's a nice thing he's doing. He's more of a big brother to her because he was there when her parents died. But you know how he's trying to make this white guy drift king and at no point mentions, oh shit, I should go make sure my little sister or what, you know, however he wants to phrase it, the 11 year old girl that I'm holding on to is okay. Not one time. And by the way, I'm also a secret agent working for the government, but don't worry about it. I'm here to teach you how to drift, weird white dude. (laughs) All right. I'm walking in, uh, Roman. Roman. Roman's Roman. Roman. It's got, it's got to be Roman. It, I mean... He, Roman alone, is going to be the reason I watch Fast 10. I don't give a shit about anything else. If, if, I don't even want to watch Fast 10. I want a super cut of every scene with Roman in it, and that's all I want to watch. That's all I need. Because all, because he will, if you had that, you would understand the whole movie. Because he will ask the, he will keep the audience informed on what is happening and why it needs to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Or if he doesn't get an answer he likes, he's just like, this is fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, it's got, I mean... Tyrese, I'm glad you found a second life. It is, dude, Tyrese used to be like an R&B singer. Like a sexy, would sex your like <laughs> wife, your mom, whoever, your sister. And it's so weird to be like, I can't, like, of all the shameless things that these characters do, one of them being that Brian is still alive and they drive a, they, they drive an, a, a Mitsubishi Eclipse up and they're like, 
oh look, Brian's here <laughs> to take care, yeah. to eat, eat dinner with us. Shameless. Completely shameless. How Roman in no movies has like actually sang for like any reason at all. Yeah. Like, or why, like that to me is the one part I'm like, so what are we holding back for? Where is this part? You got They're saving it for the big one. Because I, I promise you, it's not Tyrese saying, I don't want to sing. Nah, man, I moved past that. Like, I could see Ludacris being like, man, it'd be weird if I, my character started rapping. That would be weird. Yeah. It'd be weird if I did that. Let's just not. And they're like, yeah, you're right. There is not a world where Tyrese is so shame, is, uh, has any care, or is, he's so shameless that there's no world where he is just like, Man, I don't think I should be singing. No, he was just singing at all times. His whole point is that, like, he's the distractor. He, like, he gets close to in one where he has, like, needs to, like, uh, distract some Saudi princes. But he doesn't sing. And you're just like, let him do it. Come on, man. I want to see him just sweet lady. Sweet lady, would you be my... Like, it would be... Uh, but Tyrese, Tyrese, thank you so much. You win, we love Roman, you. Roman up. Pierce, the greatest character of all time. And uh, that is it, folks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Friend of the Competition. And thank you, Cody, for indulging me on my birthday. Yep, no and problem. To, and, to, and to actually watch this movie with me. Uh, and I keep you in my it. home. You yes, I meant, yeah, like we said, we are in his house. My lovely wife surprised me. And uh, now I'm here in Sioux Falls, uh, maybe forever. Yeah. There's a house for sale. Like, like a block away. Like a block down. <laughs> we might just stay here forever. Even if that was the case, though, if I lived a block down from you, we would still record in different rooms. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's not There's a world not where not I would fucking... do this consistently. No, ever. Again, actually. That's why we only <laughs> ever record one episode. We only do a final four in person. Because the idea of doing the entire run of a series with you in person Sucks. sounds like a it's nightmare. It's awful. Yeah, sounds no, I love brutal. you. You're yeah. literally my best friend. I like, I'd see you every day if you live in Sioux Falls, but I don't ever want to record. Never I, record. No, with you. Absolutely. Not a chance. Uh, but, th- but thank you all for listening to this episode. If you want to know about your boys, as always, tell a friend, rate, review. We for- I f- forget to bring this up. But if we get 25, every time we hit 25 reviews, we will do a bonus episode. You just haven't brought it up in a while. I think we're at like 40 ish on, on uh, iTunes. Get up there. Give you that bonus. Yeah, episode. you just gotta get to fifty. Best Roman Pierce moments. Oh shit! That's actually gonna be a whole bracket. It's not gonna, gonna be a bonus. That's, that's a, a super whole... bracket too. Most of them in fast. If time. you have an idea for what you'd like to see as a bonus thing after you review us, email it to us at friendlycompetitionpodcast at gmail.com or go website friendlycompetitionpodcast.com. Go to contact, submit it through there, or you can just hit us up on social media since you only need four for a bonus episode. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just look up at Friendly Comp Pod. As always, shout out to Charizard for that intro to music. You want to uh, hear more of their stuff, head over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard, and replace the vowels with sixes. That is it, folks. Got a new season for you next week. But until then, I'm Nick Carey. And I'm Cody Luna. See you on the boat.